Thermal Sound Waves. Wave, wave. Thermal Sound Waves, a natural alternative to fast food radio. Hey! Email us thermalsoundwaves at gmail.com. Of course, of course, of course. We have a, a guest on the line right now. So yes, without further ado, uh, let's get to him. Let's talk to him. He's done a lot of things on the scribe tip, on the writing tip, on the production tip. And when we say production, we don't mean music. We're talking about shows, television, film, uh, theater, all those type of venues and all those type of particular lanes we are talking about that this brother has done, man. How are you doing, Mr. Mike Ajakwe? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. He got it right, too. You got it right, see? Yes. Yeah, he did. I'm yes. impressed. Oh, well, yeah. thank most you very much. Mess, most people mess it up, at well, least the first time. Well, you know, you know, I, I got to big up my, 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 my peoples, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the Africans, you know what I mean? Nigerians. What up, Nigerians? What's good? Nigerian exactly. Ghana, exactly. what up? Black Star. That's how it gets down. <laughs> oh, and big up to the brother. I'm forgetting his name right now that did the film Black Gold. Great, great film. Oh, wow. About oil and the effects of Nigeria with the big oil companies and whatnot. True story. So big up to him. I, I'm, I'm going to get his name in a minute. I'm forgetting his name, but the movie he did, Black Gold, was phenomenal. Great, great movie. But um, we're going to talk about this brother right now, or talk to him, I should say, because he's done phenomenal things as well for a long, long time. But, you know, I'm going to step back and let you let people know exactly what you've done, sir. Uh, you know, I, I guess <laughs> <laughs> about yeah, you, myself, know. I, you know, it's kind of kind of tacky to talk about yourself. But um, but um, who wants to say it better than you? I've been, in the, you know, in the business for a while, you know, been blessed to be in the you know, writing and producing for about 20 years and across a variety of different uh, medium, you know, TV and within television, you know, entertainment news, documentary series, you know. I've worked for Entertainment Tonight, I've, you know, as a producer. I'm currently a producer on Unsung for TV One. Great wow. series. That's a great, great series. series. Oh, man. Thank you. Yeah, I did the Denise Williams piece that led off season four uh, last month, and I'm currently uh, doing a documentary on Ray Parker Jr. that's wow. going to air in October. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Wow. Because <laughs> those are the greatest four words in his, in his life. So yeah. he has a, Ray has an amazing story, just like Denise had a phenomenal, very inspiring story. What I love about both of their stories is they're very inspiring. Not just, you know, uh, you know, not just the biography, but they, the whole, their, whole, their, their journeys are very inspiring. It's almost like God uh, intended for them to, to have the success that they had and, and very deserving. And, uh, and also I've written, you know, sitcoms. I've written for Martin, the Martin Show, uh, original Martin sitcom, Sister, Sister, Moesha, the Parkers, Old Food, which was a drama. And... Uh, Eve, I wrote on Eve as well as produce, producer on that show too, and um, that's with Mona Scott too, also correct. That was with Eve, the uh, the rapper, Eve Jeffries. I'm talking about as far as our production. Is that Mona Scott as well for Mona? Yeah, I, I, was Mona, I think Mona was there. I know uh, uh, Meg Deloach was the creator of the show, and uh, what is this brother? I can I forget his name? Carter. He manages Lady Gaga right now. God, how can I forget his name? That is crazy. He's, he's, he was his manager. Um, they're going to kill me if they hear this show. Ah, this is terrible. <laughs> it's all right. They, 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 they love you in spirit. Um, it was good. You said Carter. But his manager, um, who was from Philly, a uh, really nice guy. I just, you know, he's such a nice guy. I can't remember his name. Um, I know his last name is Carter. And um, he now manages Lady Gaga. And, you know, he's, he's her manager. So um, it'll come to me before the show's out. But anyway, so I was blessed to work on that show. So. You know, and then theater, you know, I've done a lot of theater. I've done plays with uh, Hill Harper, Nisi Nash, Monique, wow. Lynn Terman, um, uh, Wendy Raquel Robinson, James Pickens from uh, from Grey's Anatomy. Now, hold on, hold on. Hill Harper, he was also on CSI. Yeah, he's on CSI, but I, he did a play for me before he was, anybody knew who he was. He was not famous. Nisi Nash was not even famous. She was not even in my show. Just to show you how unfamous Nisi was, Nisi was uh, our stage manager. She was not even in the show. She and got in the show. She, and then she went on to be on the uh, Reno 911, correct? Reno 911. She's done a bunch of things, a bunch of movies. And, yeah. Uh, she was the, uh, the black cop. The, Dance the, with the, the Stars. Nice, she was on Dance with the Stars and The Insider. She's very, very talented. Yeah. And uh, Gary, Gary Sturgis, who's done a lot of stuff with Tyler Perry. He was also in, in one of my shows. I've just you know, been really blessed to work with a lot of talented people on stage who've gone on to do great things. Some of them are already doing great things, but um, Tatiana Ali, you know, I'm a writer right now for her sitcom called Love That Girl. Love That Girl. That comes on uh, TV One. And, uh, but she also, we did a play together seven years ago, coincidentally, and the play was uh, 
a musical around the music of Denise Williams. Wow. So you just never know, you know, who knew that seven years later I would do a documentary on Denise's life and I would be writing on a sitcom for Diana. Exactly. Yeah. It's thermal sound waves. Wow. Call us up, 212-491-4685. We are talking to none other than Mr. Mike Ajakwe here on the program. Emmy winning. Emmy. Emmy winning. That's Emmy right. winning. Award winning for, for what he has done. And let everybody know how you actually got into the business and, and, and where you came up from. Inglewood. Inglewood, that's right. I'm from Los, actually, I'm from Los Angeles, but I went to school in Inglewood. Inglewood was, I mean, literally not even a mile from where I grew up. And so I went to school in Inglewood and um, from L.A., and uh, my parents are from Nigeria. And when I was 14, my, my family sold the house, sold everything, and moved back to Africa. You know, they say, take oh, your black wow. ass back to Africa. Oh, wow, they went back to Africa. Well, we really did. You know, when they say, you need to take your ass back to Africa, well, we did. <laughs> <laughs> we went back to Africa, but we had never lived there. Um, we had visited once, me and my, my brothers and sisters, and we, we uh, went there, and I was there for about two and a half years. And I went to high school, finished high school there, actually, and then came back out here. What made you and, come back uh, to America? For college, come back out for college, uh-huh. you know. I knew I was going to come back for college because I wanted to. I knew I, I was interested in writing and or being a lawyer, one of those two. But I, the plan was always to come back after high school, and uh, we all eventually came back one one by one. And so, but my parents remained in Africa. So, I went to the University of Redlands, a very small private college. Uh, got a scholarship to go there for for college. And while I was there, I uh, I took a screenwriting class, and I was very interested in the medium. And then I did an internship while I was there on a show called Cheers which was created by two wow. alumni, two of the alumni, their brothers, the Charles brothers. They created the show. Cheers is about, was with uh, Ted Danson. Ted Danson, uh, George uh, Wendt. Uh, Danny DeVille's wife. Yes. Rhea Boston. Perlman. Rhea, Rhea Perlman. Exactly. Show. Great show. I was Boston. there uh, season five, and I was only supposed to be there for a month, and I stayed for seven months. Wow. And I uh, was not paid. I had to drive 90 miles each way three days a week, but I was soaking up so much knowledge, I, I felt like I was learning more than I, you know, I was just learning so much, and I, I had a chance to be exposed to the writers, and, you know, stuff that you can't, that money can't buy, and so um, I knew when I finished that internship that I, I did not want to be a lawyer, that I wanted to try to be a writer, even though I didn't know any writers that looked like me, I didn't know any black writers at the, at the time, but I just knew that what they were doing was something that I wanted to do, it looked like fun, these people were paid a lot of money to come to work every day and tell stories and make people laugh so one of the writers was kind enough uh, to mentor me when I was there she read something I wrote she really thought that I had the ability to become a professional television writer and uh, and told me that uh, she would help me you know if I if I if I came out that she would give me she would help me out and um, I had been offered a job I had won a uh, I had written an article on a a young man that was autistic and uh, they kind of we, we all wrote these articles and they submitted them in the class and an editor for a local paper, the Riverside Press Enterprise, they read all the stories and they chose mine. They published it on the front page and then they later on they said, hey, there's a job opportunity and we'd like to consider you. And my mentor and professor, Bruce McAllister, who's a sci-fi writer, very famous sci-fi writer, he told me to go for the Hollywood thing. He said, you know, you can always come back here and write for a newspaper. Why don't you should go for that opportunity in L.A. and see if you can do that. And so I did. I, did, I you know, didn't pursue the the opportunity at the Press Enterprise, uh, one of the bureaus, and I, I, came, I packed, put all my stuff in my little Chevy Sprint, and I drove back to L.A., and uh, the, the producer that said she was going to help me disappeared, couldn't get her on the phone, <laughs> wasn't very friendly, but it was cool. Oh, you know, thanks. sometimes people are putting your life to, you know, kind of, if she hadn't said come to L.A., I probably would have taken the safe route and taken that job at the newspaper, but she's the one that inspired me, so I, you know, I kind of forgave her for that. And I trusted God. And eight years later, eight years later, I finally got a job on a show, on a show which was the Martin Show. And, wow. and I've been writing ever since. I've been on. I've been making a living as a as a writer ever since. What was your favorite uh, Martin episode that you wrote for? My favorite Martin episode was the episode uh, called uh, that I wrote was the one called. Um, it's two. It's Homie, the one that they did called Homie and Juliet, where D- Gina's play in this play, Romeo and Juliet, Martin yeah. doesn't like the director. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He didn't want to be Romeo, <laughs> so he played Homeo, yeah. He played, yeah, so then he, the director gets hurt, and then Martin winds up, you know, playing Homeo. That was great, because I was able to use my theater background to do that episode. But the most special episode is the first episode I wrote, which was called uh, Cole on Ice, where Cole gets fired for being in Martin's show, and so Martin gives him a job in the studio, and yeah. he winds up chasing off Charles Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have a guest. 
And then Tracy yeah. Morgan has to, they call Tracy Morgan, he brings a little chihuahua ice pick. Oh, yeah. The, the racket chihuahua. <laughs> the That's what Tracy that Morgan was, was fat. Yeah, that was my first episode, and that was special. Because that's when Tra- no one knew who Tracy Morgan was. He was unknown. Yeah. But I'm also in that episode. I'm I'm a, at, right after the commercial. I'm the security guard that <laughs> found Cole in the bathroom. I, Martin asked me. Martin waited to the day before the taping, and he asked me to play the security guard. So that's the first and last time you'll ever see me on screen. <laughs> so we gotta look for you. Okay, Cole. Oh, nice. I gotta watch that again. I, I've seen that episode uh, yeah, a number I'm of times. Security guard. Right after when Martin chases him out, it goes to commercial. When it comes back, I'm the guy holding the security. I'm the guy holding Cole. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So. No doubt. That was real special. That was real special. It's Thermal Sound Waves. We're talking to Mr. Mike Ajakwe right about now. Of course, screenwriter, writer, producer, and so forth. What was it about being uh, in front of the camera that you did not like? That were you like, you know what? I'm just gonna write. I'm not you gonna do what? this thing. I'm not an actor. I res- first of all, I have a lot of respect for actors, especially the good ones. And I, it's hard enough trying to be a good writer and good producer. And a good director. It's just difficult enough. I don't need to add acting to that. I'd rather hire a talented person and let them make me look good by saying my words. And so I've never wanted to be an actor. I don't need to, I don't need to make a Hitchcock uh, moment where I'm in the piece. <laughs> I just want to write something that an actor can really get into and make it. And we can both look good, you know, I, you know, that kind of thing. So Now, you also, uh, like one of the first black people of the 21st century to, to be a part of something, correct? Yeah, I have a I, I'm, I'm a playwright as well, and and uh, my play uh, Company Policy was published in 2000, and uh, it was the first play of the of the new century by a black uh, playwright published uh, in the 21st century, which may, which is a new millennium. Wow. So that made me the first black playwright uh, published in the new millennium. So that's kind of that was something that we found out later on. It was kind of special. I was like, wow, that's cool. Nice. That's that's that's, that's lovely. Cool, so. And yeah, I've had four plays. Four of my plays are published in the bookstore, Samuel French Bookstore, nice. and uh, all over the world. So. What are the name of the four plays? Company Policy uh, is one. The other play is called The Ride. Uh, and uh, there's another play called Happy Anniversary Punk. And there's another play called Double or Nothing. <laughs> Happy Anniversary Punk. What, what is yeah. that about? That's about that's about violence in the black community. It's, it's about a, a kid that gets killed after school by another kid. And he gets off as... If he even gets caught, but this kid gets off, and on the one-year anniversary of his death, his father, the father of the dead kid, who's a mailman, he goes to the home of the kid that killed his kid to kill that kid uh-huh. to get revenge on his son's death. Now, what's uh, crazy about that is that uh, you also you was also given your first film to write for in 2002 by Brett Ratner. Yeah, it was Brett Ratner's company. Um, it was called Crip. Russell Simmons was a producer on it. It's the story of Mike Concepcion, who's one of the founders of the Crip Street Gang. Um, and I spent 18 months working with Mike and those guys on the project. It's a wonderful story. Um, you know, fortunately, the, the, the studio, which is called, uh, which was called, uh, not Lionsgate, bought it. Uh, Artisan. 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 Um, they got absorbed by Lionsgate, and then Lionsgate put the film and turned around. It was the same time that Jamie Foxx had done the Tookie Williams story. So Jamie yeah. got out right before we did. But uh, the project never got made, but it's a great story. And, uh, you know, Mike has an incredible story, my conception. And uh, I just felt blessed to have the opportunity to, to write my first film. I heard even though he's in a wheelchair, he's still a stand-up gentleman. He's a, Mike's he's a very stand-up gentleman, I heard. Mike is a smart guy, sharp guy. He's probably the smartest person I've ever met. He's just really, really incredible guy. You, you, you know, I got to really know him um, for 18 months, and uh, it was a, it was a privilege, and I consider him a friend. He's a very uh, brilliant businessman as well. Oh yeah, a lot of people don't realize he actually is. Uh, Doctor Dre and Death Row Records to let you know about Mike Conception. Oh, Mike's the man. Mike's the man. He's a great businessman. He's involved in a lot of things that people never realize, and uh, I guess we'll just keep it like that for right now. But shout yeah, to, he, shout he, to Shiana also that I was working with my conception. Yeah, he's he's pretty he's a pretty incredible guy and uh, and a funny guy. A lot of people know he has a may not he has a great sense of humor. Funny guy. Uh, you may not you wouldn't think so, but he's a very funny guy. It's Thermal Sound Waves here on WHCR ninety point three FM in New York. We're talking to a screenwriter, of course, by the name of Mike Ajakwe here on the program. Would you, even though it it didn't get put out, would you want to, in the future, you know, still have the the crypt story uh on the big screen and some of your other plays as well on the on the big screen 
I think this Crip story, will have Mike's story, Mike's story in particular, because his story is unique. It's a real unique story. And, story, you know, it's, I think, you know, I like movies where you, they're exciting and they're well done, but you can learn something, and you can learn a lot from Mike's stories. It's, it's, uh, it's a, there's a great lesson in his story. And uh, I love stories like that that have that redeeming quality um, where um, they kind of take you in a place that you don't expect. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to get some of my plays eventually, Happy Anniversary Punk. I have a film version of that that I'd like to uh, get out there. Because, look, let's face it, as bad as, you know, you hear about Columbine and all these horrible stories that happen in suburban white communities, it's nothing compared to the carnage that's happened in the black community, and, and you know, with gang violence and just the violence that I can remember just growing up in L.A., just, it's so routine. It happens so much that it, half the time it doesn't even make the news. Every day. It's just like, it happens every day. Kids getting killed for stupid reasons. And um, I really think that we need a film that deals with that and to show these kids that there's another way, that killing each other is not the way. No one wins when you, when you do that. You don't win. That's De- not the answer. Definitely. Absolutely. Now, you're also the first to start the only web series um, used to be in the world, but you, you're doing one overseas. <laughs> so now it's, it's the only one in America, but um, not in the world America. anymore. And that's the first web series uh, festival. Yeah, sometimes when I, re- when I look at my bio, I, I, I'm actually surprised that I've done it. Um, I mean, I think you think I'm 80 years old, but um, yeah, I web series festival. Web series is huge. It is a, um, you break it up a little bit, Mike. Mike, you break it up a little bit. Are making shows, uh, you know, shows for the for the web you know they're not 30 uh minute shows they're more three six nine 12 minute shows and um they're they're sharing them online and uh, some of these shows are really good are excellent mike can you repeat that one more time because you you broke up a little bit in there oh i'm sorry yeah there's a there's a phenomenon going on right now called the web series and these are shows that are made online by regular people some of these people are professionals like myself i have a web series uh, called who um on a jockway tv which is my web channel but then there are people who, let's say, there are a lot of people that, that studied film, for example, or television, and they couldn't break in the business. They, they couldn't get a job. So they took a regular job and, um, and were doing something else. And then here comes this, you know, the price of the cameras, of these incredible cameras have come down to where the average consumer can get a camera. The average Joe can get a nice camera that's broadcast quality. Uh, editing, editing, which used to be very elitist. You had to have a lot of money to get something edited. Now what's... Final Cut Pro, I mean, they, had, they made editing uh, systems where you could have it in your house on your computer. And so you have these people. It's this, the web series is a second chance for people to get back into the game and, and show, hey, I still have it. I can create a good story. I can direct. I can act. I can, whatever, you know, I can do all four. And so these shows are being done all over the country, all over the world. I, and, and what I did is I kept saying somebody needs to get all these people together. It's like underground. It reminds me of rap music 25, 30 years ago where... You had to be in the know to know rap because they weren't playing it on the radio, really. And so yeah. um, the same thing with the web series. It's not on TV. It's not in the movies. So you kind of have to be in the know to know what's going on, this underground movement. And so I started this thing really with no money last year. Uh, we had a lot of people come out. We, we showed 50 shows. We honored three people, including Robert Townsend. This year wow. I did it at the, the L.A. Web Fest, which is www.lawebfest.com. We did it this year. We showed 121 shows. We had 19 different states represented. We had eight different countries, India, England, uh, France, uh, Italy, Australia, New Zealand, um, of course, America. We had uh, just so many different countries, people coming out of, 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 no, of everywhere, you know, all kinds of places who were doing shows, really good shows. Canada, oh, Canada's doing incredible stuff on the web. And, um, and so anyway, what happened was last year after I did the first festival, uh, I got an email from a, a gentleman, a producer named Jean-Michel Albert in, uh, in France, in Paris, France. He, he in, all the way in France, he was looking to do a festival, and he couldn't find anything in Europe. He checked out America. There was one place, L.A. There was a festival in L.A., and he contacted a friend of his who's a, she's a, a producer, a, a executive, and we happened to know each other. And he, she said, oh, I know this guy, Mike. And so she connected us. Her name is Kathy Fonginata. And Kathy connected John Michelle and I, and we began talking and talking about doing this in Europe. And, and he got the city of Marseille, France, to get behind him, he and his partner, Stéphane Risso, who is a cultural minister for the mayor of Marseille. And wow. um, they started this festival. 
in October. It's happening October 14th to the 16th in Marseille, France. I'll be there. They came here. A delegation of them came to L.A. in March for my festival. We honored them with, uh, with the city of Marseille and Jean-Michel and Stéphane. They received awards, and they, they selected 11 shows from my festival, the L.A. Web Fest, to take to France. All expenses paid. They're taking them to France, and they're showcasing their work to an international audience in October. So, wow, that's big. That's yeah. huge. So it's, uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing, and uh, it feels good to be a part of something positive like this. And, uh, again, it wasn't, I'm not rich, I'm not a millionaire, and, uh, but you don't have to be a millionaire to, to start something. You just have to have a dream and a vision and, and just go for it, you know. And God, you know, God, God opens up the other doors, you know. You was also uh, given the key to the city or something like that, right? I was given the key to the city? I know you was a... You was a he was awarded with something like a, a, a lot of was it uh, it was it wasn't the key to the city. I know you did something. I received something from the city of Inglewood. City of Inglewood, they celebrated their centennial uh, in two thousand eight, and they honored Mary Mary. I didn't even know they were from Inglewood, California. They honored John Mary Mary's from Inglewood. Is Mary that Mary's why they had that song? I'm walking. Like on some gang, skip, skip. <laughs> they from the wood. They from the wood. I didn't know Mary was from the wood. They from the wood. I didn't know they were from the wood either. I had no idea until I got there. And then they honored me. They honored. I thought they were honoring uh, other people who had done stuff from Inglewood, but they only honored three people. They honored John Singleton, Mary Mary, and myself. And uh, I was really stunned. I almost went in a sweatsuit. I, I, I thought it was so. I almost went in a <laughs> That's how I thought this was no big deal. And to hear all these people and the city councilman and Maxine Waters and the mayor, I was stunned. I was, but I was very, very humbled and very honored because there's so many wonderful people that have come out of Inglewood. Byron Scott, Eldon Campbell, um, Tom Baylor, who wrote Michael Jackson's song "She's Out of My Life." The fact that they chose the three of us was a real honor, and uh, I'm still, I still just. I'm very humbled by that experience. Congratulations once again. Thank you. S- skip, skip. Well, if, if Maxine Waters was involved, then she definitely knows what's going on. Yeah, she, <laughs> Maxine Waters. She, she blows the lids off for everything. She there. She, she, <laughs> she, she's the one that let everybody know that, listen, the, the, the U.S. was moving them things. Hello, my yep. name is Maxine <laughs> they Waters. They were moving them things and, with, uh, with the best of them. I, I, I'm running for president, <laughs> but I don't trust the government. Yeah, she was, she okay, was like, "Okay, you're like, done." <laughs> like Noriega and all them was, was down with Bush. They they moving that white girl. She was there. I'm <laughs> telling you about that white girl. I'm gonna tell you about that white girl. <laughs> she, no, but but in all in all seriousness, Shout out to Maxine though, Waters. She was real. Big ups, early years. She was real. Big ups to Miss Maxine Waters yes. because without her, the people would not really know the truth about what's going on with this government. Those and, are times and, and that was crazy that times. They did, especially with Iran Contra, and and what they did with Panama and 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 all the people there that they they killed. Hi, my name is Maxine Walters, and you know pineapple face ain't really that bad in Panama. You, know. you need to watch for Oliver North. Okay, <laughs> my name is Maxine Walters, and I run for president. It's all all on the payroll. All on the. No, payroll. I'm a Maxine Walters fan. I'm a, I'm a fan. She's from Los Angeles, so. And her husband is a former football player. A lot of people don't know he played on the Cleveland Browns with Jim Brown. So, oh, what's, yeah? his, what's his name? Sydney Williams. Sydney Williams. Okay, yeah. but she kept that Walters because that Walter Walter. You <laughs> okay, know, she kept so, that E forty Walter. She so kept she, that Walter. She, <laughs> she she comes from that that era where you know people weren't scared. If you got problems oh, yeah, with me, no, I'm gonna I tell my husband. She, she's a really tough lady. I, I, I knew that. Uh, you know, I knew at some point they would try to. You know, as they, they're doing now. You know, trying to say that she. Uh, you know, you know they're trying to say that she uh, allocated funds. Oh yeah, yeah like yeah, they, they, they always do that. misappropriated that funds. Yeah, I don't believe that's the case. I'm Where did sure the funds go? But yet the the biggest well, she, mis- go, go she ahead. was trying to make sure that the money that was being dispersed went to black banks as well, small black banks. And her husband happened to be one of the investors in One United, which is a black-owned bank in L.A. But she was she was fighting for you know small banks. Period. So. You know, I mean, you know, it's. I, I don't believe. I believe when all when all is said and done, she'll be, you know, exonerated. Just, you know, anything to, you know, like you said, she's old school. She and she just doesn't care. She doesn't care if you like her. She will stand up for what's right. I don't I care. Absolutely. I got the same hairdo since '83. Okay. Same hairdo. Respect it to the fullest. For the fullest for what for what she done and, and what she continues to do. And oh, same for real, here. For real. Also, see, speaking of football players, uh, you also written a story, correct, or a film about. The first black football player? Yeah, I wrote, well, I wrote a movie about Doug Williams. We're trying to get Ruskins. made, and fortunately we haven't been successful. Yeah, that was one of my dreams. Was to, was to, I did write his film, but again, we had, it's really hard. It's, I wrote a movie about Doug Williams, Kurt Flood. The, HBO just did a documentary about Kurt, and I wrote a movie about him. I'm working with his widow, uh, the great Judy Pace, um, you know, award-winning actress, and, and uh, 
so Judy and I have been working diligently trying to get this film made, and I, I wrote a script uh, a couple of years ago, so we're trying to see if this movie's going to help us, you know, get it done, and um, and I wrote a movie, uh, I was working on a film at one point about John Lucas, so I love writing, we have, there's so many great stories about, you know, African-American heroes that, it's not that they're not being written, it's just that it's hard to get them made, um, you know, the studios aren't, uh, we don't always have the same agenda, you know. Oh, of course, of course. You know what? Make we, him we, look like this, and make the story like that. Yeah. It's like, do we make a movie about right. Duck Williams or about uh, some gangsters? You know, some, Duck you know, Flutie, right. some guys' right. brothers shooting each other. You know, let's you know that. Let's go with the action. So, exactly. You know, it's that's tough. Yeah, it's a little more than just action. Let's go with action. But but we, we all know what that means. We, we definitely yeah, should give a shout difficult. to Fred Man for putting this all together. Shout to you, Fred Man, Fred Man. Oh, yeah, yeah Fred. Fred is the man. Fred Botang uh, is the man. If not for him, we wouldn't be talking. Yes, big ups to him, of course. Always getting getting us in. Now, and congratulations to your show, too. Uh, you know, I really uh, I had a chance to listen to some of it, man. You guys had me cracking up. And, uh, <laughs> Any particular shows you like? <laughs> Yeah, this is my first uh, my first experience, but uh, it won't be the last. Oh, absolutely not, because you know you're, you're part of the fam. So you know we're definitely gonna link up with you and and when we go out there, because you know we always go out to oh, Cali. Oh, coming out there to Cali. We're gonna you know uh, skip skip pay you a little visit. Oh, cool. You know I'm sorry, Troy Carter is E's manager. <laughs> you probably remember Troy Carter. Wow. Okay. He now manages Lady Gaga. All this big success you see Lady Gaga having, Troy Carter is responsible. Troy He's a Carter. Big part of her team. So I can't remember. I couldn't remember his first name, but his name is Troy Carter. So it's not Akon then. There you go. No, it's not Akon. Troy Carter is the he's the mastermind. He's you know if you look at that, remember that uh, I think was that at the Grammys where the guy came through the oh where, well no if you look at the one Kanye West took Taylor Swift's Grammy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Beyonce, and he said Beyonce should have. And you see Beyonce and Jay Z look at him like he's crazy. Right, right. Well, if you look at that shot, there's a guy sitting right over Beyonce's shoulder. That's Troy Carter. Okay, all right. That's Lady Gaga's manager. That's the other good, good guy. Good guy. <laughs> the Carter. The Carter faculty. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Now, with, with your web series that that took place this year, this year. Was one of the winners this year of the twelve the twelve step series? Yes, twelve steps to recovery. Tony, Tony recovery. Cormack yes. and Emmalyn Stewart. Yes. Their show won for outstanding comedy, and uh, it won for music. I know, and for I believe for writing as well. It's a really good web series. And one thing that we do at my festival, because it's new media, I don't feel like I have to follow the same rules that traditional media follows Emmys or whatever, mm. whatever award show. In other words, normally there's only one winner, and in my festival. It, if there are two or three or five shows or eight shows that I feel that we feel are deserving, um, we 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 recognize them. They all get everybody like, counts. You, you're like Oprah. You all get a call. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. I mean everybody everybody doesn't, but look I under mean, your seats, guys. We don't limit it to one, and so it, that way the love is able to be spread around because you I get you know, a call. I've never felt that one. Harpo. There's no reason why there has to be just one. If you've got 80 comedies, or you know, why can't you recognize 10 or eight? Or five. Why, you know, why must there one guy be the best when it's all subjective anyway? But exactly. Tony's show was very well done, and Tony and Emmeline's show is very well done, and he's a he's a good guy, and he's very, very they're very enterprising and very dynamic. No, I'm the, re- happy the, re- for them. the reason I bring that up is two of the actors in there are are, are people literally oh, really? like yeah they are well, people no, that's that's fam. That's that's fam in those oh, wow. in that, in that piece that is on fire right that's, now. That's son. that's my dude caliber. Who, Caliber, who played the lead? Caliber Doge. Oh yeah, he's very talented. He's funny. Caliber, you know what I mean? Long that, Island, that's our dude up. right there, Long Island. You know what I mean? And of course, our, our other brother, who's that? Stephen Hill, the Stephen actor Hill. Stephen Hill. Stephen, Stephen yeah. Hill. That's that's our people. Yes. That's our people. Stephen is the one in the show that sets him up on those all those dates. He's the one. Yes. He's the matchmaker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's our people's people's. Like you know, we go back. He looked like David Banner. <laughs> we go back. I met Stephen in Virginia a couple of years ago. I I was uh, part of the Mid-Atlantic Black Film Festival, and Stephen came out with some people from New York. And uh, I know he's—I think he's on some show on HBO. Does he on some HBO show as well? Uh, I I can't keep up with Stephen. I thought he he was on some, but he's very talented. I've seen him in several things. He's a very talented guy. He does a lot of things. I had class with him one time. I was like, oh, man, I got to go after this guy. All right. Damn. Stephen Hill is very talented. No, but see, it, it, I think um, Mike is forgetting another film that he he wrote. The uh, film about the the radio boy, See Truth, Kevin Lawrence. Because you yeah. know we are act extraordinaires. See what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That's the plug-in right there. See, <laughs> I went for the kill. 
that's that's what I'm saying. You know, hey, I've never kill. seen a movie about two radio two two radio guys. Definitely not two African American radio guys. Hey, but hey there that you could go. Be, well, it could be something. I'm brown skin. Well, listen, I mean, when we come out, <laughs> when we come out to L.A. And we will be out there in a few months. In my slippers. We sit down, we talk about, you know, this particular venture. Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about, you know, the whole the whole shebang and where we're going to get the money from. And, uh, yeah, who's take your money. Million, who's going to pay me my million dollars? Exactly. Take your money. Lunch on I'll you. I'll give you guys a discount, though. I don't, I don't always charge a million dollars. I see. Give us a hometown discount. That's what we're talking Fred Man, Fred Man. <laughs> Hometown TV, the New York special. And there you go. Exactly. And also co-starring Miss Maxine Walters. Co-star Maxine yeah. will give her a cameo. Yeah, she could play she, our mama. And she got to have the same hairdo. She yeah, there you go. She could play our mama. You know, when we get in trouble, we, we got to, you know, go home and, and face Miss Walters. The U.S. government are bad people. I am Maxine Walters, and I'm running for president. They are moving crack in the country. The CIA is going to protect her. The, F, the FOI, that's going to be her protection. <laughs> <laughs> Changing the game. She oh, doesn't trust the CIA. She doesn't trust the government. She and trusts the black, the black the nation. It's Thermal Soundways here on WHCR 90.3 FM <laughs> here in New York. Hey. And we're talking to uh, Mr. Mike Ajakwe, extraordinaire screenwriter, award winning, of course. You nailed it, C. Now, when we talk about awards, you know, you, you're not anybody until you've won the Thermal Award. We have our yeah, own awards yeah. as well. Uh, Emmy is one thing. You are. Yeah, we, we do that at the end of the year, every year. We've been doing it for about four or five years now. We'll let you know if you came in. And uh, if you want to see some of the past winners, it's, it's on the site, thermalsoundwaves.com. Just look under awards. And okay. you'll see some of the awards that we have on it there. You know, and, right now. And like you, sure. Mike, we do them based on what we feel should win. And, and we have our own categories, you know. Such as, well, I guess i got to check out the site. Yeah, you, you, you got to see yeah, it. You got to see it. Yes, yeah, you exactly. are. You need to. Okay. Uh, question for, how do you feel about um, Rick Ross? Ricky Ross, the real Ricky Ross, with his film, that's already in the works, I believe. You know, I can't wait to to see his film because I just heard so many things about him. You know, he's like an urban legend, and uh, the things that he did back in the '80s, you know, before he you know went away. But uh, I can't wait to see his film. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the American Gangster uh, series that was on BT. That's now on the Biography Channel. It's yes. gone. It's no longer on BT. They have it on Biography now. It's mainstream. mainstream. Those shows are. You can't stop watching those shows, man. It's, that stuff is like it's like a drug itself. Ving Rhames narrator. Ving Rhames, exactly. Ving Rhames is a great narrator. So, you know, it's uh, I'm not definitely not advocating crime, and I don't encourage it. A lot of these guys, like when you watch American Gangster, um, even a Rick Ross, these guys, they could have been CEOs of, of major companies or whatever. Um, Mastermind. They just, I mean, they're, they're brilliant guys. I mean, these guys are not dumb. You do not rise to that level being an idiot. You know, these guys are really, really smart. And so it's always fascinating to see how they, you know, how they, you know, came to be. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. As a screenwriter, you know a lot of people feel like they can they can write stories. Is there a, is there a big difference from writing a story for a book and writing for a movie? Well, it's funny you say that because most any friend of mine that's a writer that does this for a living will know that first of all everybody thinks they're a writer, and people will call you and say, "Hey, man, I you know I have this idea, you know I got it all figured out. I just need a writer." As if the idea was the hard part and the writing's the easy part. But of course, if it was so easy, they would be writing it. Uh -huh. But no, there's a there is a difference um, because all of them writing is like one umbrella. It's like one, like the you know, and then under that umbrella, you have different disciplines. You have novel writing, you have not uh, fiction, nonfiction writing, you have screenwriting, you have television writing, playwriting, um, journalism, and they all have web series writing. They all have their own rules. And somebody might be a good novelist, but he can't write a screenplay. He can write a screenplay, he can't write a television script. He can write a television script, he can't write a play. Some people can do two or three, but most people can probably do one or two. So, because you have to really take the time to master that, that form of writing, um, that kind of thing. So, yeah, there's definitely a difference. And, uh, you know, like novelists, I mean, you ever you crack open Harry Potter, man, that's, that woman is, J.K. Rowling is doing some writing. She was on, you know? she was on welfare at one point, right? She was on welfare. Everybody turned down her books. Nobody wanted to publish her book. She found a small publisher and published it. And they, she got rich and they got rich. Oh, so, they did get rich, right? Oh yeah. So she, yeah, but she's got. I mean, but so novel writing is no joke. I have a lot of respect for novel writers. My mentor Bruce McAllister is a novel writer. He's a science fiction writer, and uh, that's serious writing. Um, but so, but then screenwriting, you're not writing as many words. But then that's a craft in and of itself. Writing more visually, 
where you're writing so a person reads it and see it. Really see it like you're seeing a film, but then you can't direct it. You don't want to write so much that you're doing the director's job. So that's an art in and of itself because you're showing, not telling. Whereas novel writer, you can tell what the person's thinking, what's in their, you know, what's in their head, and you describe the building and what it looked like and what the, what the atmosphere smelled like. You're not doing that with a screenplay. And television writing is even a lot of people underestimate the power of good TV writing because that's you're setting up a story and telling the story in 35, 40 pages. That's a structure and craft. And those shows that are done really well, that's a, a lot of screenwriters can't do, they can't write television. Uh, they, they, they have trouble with it. But a lot of, and some screen, television writers, they can't write screenplays. They can't, they can't sustain that structure for 100, 120 pages. They can do it for 60 pages for a drama or 40 pages for a comedy, that kind of thing. So they all require their own, you know, you got to respect them all. Journalism, that's another, you know, playwriting, that's totally different. You know, you're you're. Uh, that's a lot of all the other writers. They can't write a play. You know. You know. Let's get let's get a station exactly. idea real quick. Exactly. It's WACR ninety point three FM New York coming to you live and direct from Harlem. WHCR ninety point three FM New York. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I think that was Ving Rhames. Was that Ving Rhames? <laughs> I, I was gonna say. I thought I that was. So. I thought Ving Rhames in the studio. I think I so. We I were. think so. Now, out of Harlem. All, all the uh, the TV shows you've done and all the, all the different stars that, that you've worked with, who was the ones that really surprised you the most? Like, you, you really didn't expect that from them, either either good or bad. They just, they just... Oh, that's easy. That's easy for me. You know, it's, it's Martin. Martin Lawrence is a... Uh, he's an incredible dude, man. He uh, We're the same age, and I actually knew Martin, had met him. We weren't boys, but I knew him socially before he was famous. And uh, when he had the show... He was responsible for 150 people. I mean, he's the star of the show. He's also a producer on the show. And he made sure that that, sto- that show was diverse. Uh, the writing staff was diverse. The, you know, um, he, he gave a lot of other comedians opportunities, like, like uh, Hustle Man, you know, Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Like, Earth, like, um, like uh, The Fat Doctor, like um, uh, Reginald Ballard, Brother Man. And uh, a lot he he gave, he didn't he didn't like giving uh, Sherman Hensley he was the kind of guy he wouldn't give you mo- he didn't like giving people money rather than give you money if you if you needed a break he'd rather give you an opportunity so then you could use that opportunity and get and make more money it wouldn't stop with you know when you give somebody something it ends there but if you if you put them in a position to shine then they can you know they can get other work and that's what he did I mean there was one year we had three people on our show and they all got on the show. Um, Sherman Hensley, uh, Dorian Wilson, who was Professor Ogilvy on the, on the Parkers, and another sister named Alex Thatcher, who was in Pastor Fifty Seven. They were all when, on the show by yeah, yeah. They were all on the show called Good Behavior. They they all had great roles on our show, Martin. But he was also very dynamic and courageous. He wasn't afraid to put his foot down if he felt something wasn't being done right with his show, which had his name on it in his face. And he was he had a lot of courage. And I've always admired people with courage. And uh, he had a lot of courage. He didn't care if you didn't like him. If he felt he was doing the right thing, and he helped a lot of people. I mean, people that did Martin went on to do the Jamie Foxx show, Bentley Evans, who has now created Love That Girl, and um, you know set me on a path to to keep working. And a lot of us went. Jackie Edmonds, who does Let's Stay Together on BET, and she's now doing Read Between the Lines. She came from Martin. She was one of our producers. John Ridley, who wrote that new movie Red Tails, that George mm-hmm. Lucas is making. He did Undercover Brother, the movie. He was a Martin movie. guy. Wait a minute, yeah, Red he, Tails is about. The uh, Tuskegee Airmen. Yeah. That's with uh, Michael Mar- B. Jordan. That's in it, our boy. And Marcus yes. Pope. Yes. The writer's name is, is John Ridley. He worked on Martin. He started on Martin. That was his first show. Look at that. So a lot of people, you know, you, a lot, if you look at a lot of people that are doing great things, they normally come from a great well. There's, you know, of all shows, period. Of, you know, great stuff. Mozart, for example, he was mentored by Beethoven. Beethoven taught him when he was a kid. A lot of wow. people know that. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci taught um, Michelangelo. He was his mentor. So it doesn't. The people, these people, just don't fall out of the sky. A lot of times they come from great stock. So Martin, that shop that we had at Martin was a shop. It was. I didn't even realize at the time how. I knew how much fun I was having. It's the funnest show I've ever worked for. Eve was the most special show because my one of my best friends created the show, Make the Lows. Martin was the most fun I've ever had, and it felt like I wasn't going to work. And he was our leader. Martin Lawrence was our leader, and I just gained so much respect for him. And we used to have back then. Just let me just show you how tough Martin was. Will Smith used to come to our show with Jada Pinkett. They'd come to our show sometime and sit and watch how Martin ran things. People would come and watch how, because Martin ran the show. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't, you know. 
and like I said, I mean, it takes a, a special person to stand up, even if, you know, because you know when you do that, some people may not like you. But if, to me, if you know you're doing the right thing, that's all that matters. And he helped a lot of people, a lot of black people especially, and I'll always have respect for him. He's a, a big part of Love That Girl. He's one of our exec producers. So um, That's I where I was going to go to. I was going to go to that. You know, but you've been on the Martin show. What happened on the Martin set? So for it to end with uh, well, you know, Martin there was that uh, Campbell. <laughs> There was that incident that people, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, privy to that. I was at the show at the time, on, but I didn't see on. what happened. But it was unfortunate. It was unfortunate. But um, what happened? Let everybody know what happened. Well, allegedly, show. you know, um, you know, she accused him of, of sexual harassment, um, allegedly. But uh, that was never proven. I know it never went to court. So, but I never saw any sexual harassment on the set. Uh, it was a happy set, and uh, everybody loved each other. We was like a family. <laughs> Really, so really I was as surprised set. as anybody else, and it was unfortunate to end that way. But um, but the show remains popular. I mean, you see the whole new generation of kids discovering Martin. But oh, all yeah. the shows that have come out in the last 20 years, the show that I keep hearing over and over again is Martin. People act like the show is still on TV. It is yeah. still on TV. I mean, it's on TV. Like like you said, people are seeing it for the first time. But, like yeah. it's actually just, just yeah. came out yesterday. Exactly. And it's still relevant. It is on TV, it's though. It's still relevant. And I don't see that with any other show from that, from the last, any other black show, definitely, where there's that kind of excitement. And, I mean, it's, it really uh, it touches me, and I'm happy, because we really did go out of our way to try to make people, entertain people. And, and uh, I'm very proud of the time I spent on Mark, and I learned, I learned so much and made some good friends who I'm still friends, you know, almost all the writers. I'm, I'm still friends with all the writers from the show when we see each other. What about Shinaro? Uh, Oh yeah, I love Tashina. She's I'm so glad that she's been able to show how talented she is. She's so talented, Tashina. Yeah, she, that whole cast, I mean, <laughs> Tashina, Atisha is talented, Tommy Ford is very super talented. You got uh, no actor, job, you know. Tommy. Tommy. Big Tommy. We still don't know what he does. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> I didn't know what he was doing you know, on the on the, uh, New, New York Undercover, but that's another story. Yeah, New York Undercover, you know, that was you know, they were trying to uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I like I liked him on the show. Yeah. I just I just caught you know, I catch New York, New York on the cover comes on in LA at five o'clock in the morning and I'm up sometimes <laughs> writing. New York Undercover comes on in LA hey. five o'clock in the morning. On that's cable, that's and I catch it because I'm up sometimes. And I seen I just saw Tommy's episodes for the first time and I like I mean he you know, he added some some spice to the show. He definitely shook it up and made it different. But uh, he's very talented. He's still a good friend of mine. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <your point. laughs> no, in shows like that, also people are discovering that for the first time as, as yeah, well. That and was a great show. That show, very show, great show. That show was a, show, was a great show. Yeah, that was a trailblazing show. For, you know, yeah. the first black and Latino leads. Yes. Like in your face every and the week. Stories were great. And stories the music. Were great. I love yeah. how. It opened with the music. Every episode opened with the music. No dialogue. It was all the music, and it was it was just brilliant. Current music, hip hop music, rap music. And 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 at that nightclub was it Two Eyes? That used to be down on Fourteenth Street. Yes. Used to be in there at the end, like having a drink or whatever. That was a famous spot. Great, great show. Yeah, they were the hip hop cops. The new, they were the new uh, Miami Vice. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Eddie Torres. Well, anyway, he came from the Michael Jackson video. <laughs> now, and those those brothers came Doris. a long way too from from yes. where they started. He was in the well. Michael Jackson video. I remember him seeing. Yeah, him. he was a dancer. I'm back. Yeah, that was uh, Michael DeLorenzo. I'm back. He yeah. was in there with Wesley Snipes. Yes, he was. He's very talented. Well, I think he went to Juilliard. My ex-wife was in was yeah. was in your kind of cover. She really, was Lieutenant? What? I love her. Oh my gosh. What's her name? What's her? Um, I, I forgot her name, but she was she was Demilo. She was Gloria Velez. Yes, Gloria Velez. I love. That's your ex-wife. Uh, uh, not Gloria. My bad. No, Gloria Velez. Lauren Velez. Lauren. Lauren Velez. Shout out to you, Don. She Gloria. is very talented. Lauren Velez. Oh, she's talented. I, in so many ways. She's super talented. I'm glad because she she was also on Oz. Yeah, yes, she, she was. was. Yeah. I, they I did, felt they did her wrong. She got touched. They did her wrong in Oz, though. They did. They did. Yeah, they did. So but she was, though. I mean, she, anything, she, everything I've seen her in, she's great. I once saw her in a movie theater about three years ago. I saw her at the movies at the Grove here in L.A., and I walked up to her and told her, and I had just seen her on stage. She was in a play called Intimate Apparel uh, that Viola Davis was in, and I'd seen her, just seen her on stage. But she's very, I've never seen her bad in anything. So frito. That's my ex-wife. Ooh. She Except, doesn't know yet, but that's, you know, I like it like she that. She doesn't even know it, but. Well, hey, man, you may want to try to get back with her, man, because she's got mad talent. <laughs> no, I'm trying oh, yeah, to marry her first and ex-wife. <laughs> Now, now, real quick before we let you go, Stalker. Mike, um, what is it like working with the, the new show? You know, Love That Girl, Tatiana, oh, Lee, Phil that Morris, girl, and, and, uh, and the whole crew on them. 
Well, first of all, the way that show was done, a lot of people don't know, that show was done independently. Bentley Evans, who gave me my first break in, as a television writer, he had a vision for this show. He said he'd had it for years. He got his family, sister, they like the Wayans. The Evans are like the, the Wayans brothers, the black Wayans when it comes to writers, because his brother's a writer, Lamont, his nephew, Niall, uh, is a writer, his sister is a very dear friend of mine, Stacy Evans Morgan, she's a writer, producer, she worked, she was on the Parkers the whole run, and they wrote these scripts, and they got an, uh, another very successful producer, Jeff Franklin, who created um, Full House, yes. with the Olsen twins, and made a gazillion yes. dollars, and he created Hangar Mr. Cooper, and Malcolm and Eddie, got him on board, nice. got Martin on board, got Raphael Siddiqui on board, uh, who's a good friend of Bentley's from back in the day, and uh, we shot it in a warehouse, in Raphael's warehouse in Burbank. We wow. shot four episodes independently. They had no distributor. They didn't know what was going to happen with the show. He called me up and said, hey, Mike, you know, we're doing this. You want to be a part of it? I said, of course. There was no, we, we did not get paid. There was no money involved at that time for those four episodes, but it didn't matter because, uh, you know, I felt like I knew if Bentley was doing it, I knew it was going to be successful. I just knew it. I said, if he wouldn't do this, Martin wouldn't put his name on this, and Jeff Franklin if they weren't trying to win, hit a home run. And uh, so when TV One picked up the show six months, I mean, six months later, the show was on TV One. It's crazy. And then we did, the numbers did well. And uh, people seeing Tatiana for the first time growing up and Phil Morris, who's a very dear oh, friend grown, of mine. Right. Phil from Seinfeld, who was a Jackie Childs. Uh, yeah. Jack Childs. He's, he's yeah. done a lot of stuff. Oh, Phil has been acting. I mean, his father was Mission Impossible, one of yeah. the you know first black TV stars. And he was in my play, one of my plays. He was in a, the, a play I wrote about O.J. Simpson. He played O.J. In he the also play. in Black Dynamite. Yeah, he was in, exactly. So Phil was in the show. And so the show, man, it's just, it's just a, to witness it, to be a witness to this success of Love That Girl, man, I can't tell you. I don't think anything has ever inspired me more in television than watching what Bentley Evans and his family have done with this show. And uh, it's just beautiful. And, and it, I mean, talk about doing for self, picking yourself up by your bootstraps and making it happen. At a time when there are no black shows, the networks have fallen out of love with us, with uh, telling stories with black or anybody who's not white is, and, and as lead. It's just crazy. We have a black president, but we don't have a single show on television uh, about a black family or an Asian-American family or a Latino family or, what, or whatever. And it's sad. But, uh, but So Bentley, how is Hollywood for you right now? Pardon me? How is Hollywood looking right now? You know, if people well, that don't live I'm around doing, there, how is Hollywood? I'm doing okay. I'm fine. I've, I've been blessed. I think because I can do different things, because I can, you know, I'm, I work on Unsung. I'm a writer, producer on that show. I'm a writer on Love That Girl. I'm working. A lot of people aren't working. They should be working. A lot of people of color aren't working. They should be working. Because what happens is when the black shows aren't there, when the, the George Lopez and, and, and the Jamie Foxx and these shows aren't on, black writers and producers don't work. I mean, it's just, they just don't. And uh, and so you have a few that are working here and there, but a lot of people are on the bench, and they should be working because they're talented. But what Bentley's doing, what Tyler Perry's doing, even, you know, I have issues with Tyler Perry, but overall I think what he's doing is positive. I don't care what anybody says. He's doing, you know, he's, he's his own man, and he's making things happen and giving people opportunities, regardless of the other stuff. And what uh, Chris Rock, I mean, what the Ice Cube is doing with Are We There Yet, he and Alan Leroy are doing with that show. Um it's good. I mean, that's, these people are finding a way to get on television, even if it's cable, even if it's on a, in a smaller network, even if the budgets are smaller, we're still on, and it's giving people hope. And you're seeing it started with Tyler Perry and then Love That Girl. I mean, then Are We There Yet? Then Love That Girl. And T.D. Jakes has a joint that he did that I hear is going to be coming out soon called One Love that I also worked on. And you'll see, you'll see more of these shows, but we, we, uh, Hollywood is not filling us right now in movies and television, but... There's still a way. It's not the end of the world. And sometimes, as you know, when somebody shuts the door in your face, it's an opportunity for you to open another door. And maybe this time you have more control and more, you know, you have more, actually more control or whatever. You're better for it. And I think, I, think, uh, I think for those who are able to get on television, like Bentley Evans and Love That Girl, like Tyler Perry, like Isla Roy and, and, and Ice Cube, I think they're better for it. They have a lot more control uh, over the product. So... You know. Absolutely, and you'll be a lot better for it when you have uh, control of our product when we yes. come to talk to you. I will. That's when my talk. life is going to change. I can't wait. 
Exactly. I can't let me know my you feet get up in your house and eat the food oh, in your yes, fridge. I'm clearing out my schedule. Wait. I may even quit one of my jobs. Last week in September. Okay. Well, That's I won't quit the job I'm yet, but I will be available. food out of your fridge. Exactly. Yes. That's how we do. You two will be welcome. You will definitely My house, your house, we take that seriously. And we do it all, too. We're not just, we don't just want to be the stars. Like, we can do everything from PA to, you know, front, behind the camera, like, all that. Like, we, oh, good, we, because we do we're going to need, we're gonna need, we're gonna need people to move cameras and, 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 and do craft service because we're going to be working on a very limited budget. Yeah, you know, Man. being in a dressing room with women, I'll, be, do, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> Wardrobe, stylist, and all that. We, we do it all. I'll take a, put See, the clothes good. on, that's what I like. off, all that. Exactly. We're exactly. saving a lot of money right there. Already, oh, yeah. the budget's been hey, slashed look, That's what we right do. Because right we, we get it on the back end. Budget. Exactly. We're going to get it late. Exactly. Residual. You guys do music, too. Can anybody play an instrument? We can do that, too. All right, that'll save on the soundtrack. We got we got some drums and, and and you know we got connections to music anyway from from radio, so we we could get we could get music. We got access to that. So then we don't need Rafael Sadiki. We can tell him to go home. We'll we got Fredman, Fredman. Yeah, exactly. How about okay. that? I mean, you know, okay. I mean, we could still have Rafael do a couple things. You know, just just to make him happy though. I'm letting him know it rains sometimes in Southern California. <laughs> Cause that that brother's talented, so we don't want to leave him totally out, you know. Oh, I mean? he's very talented. Yes, super talented. Absolutely, definitely. Well, listen, man, we we don't let you go and uh, get back to your busy schedule, cause I know you're always working, even when you're not working. I know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. I have a script due tomorrow for Love That Girl. We just got picked up for wow. a third season, Beautiful. and my script Congrats. is due tomorrow. But even that script couldn't couldn't stop me from talking to Kev and see truth. So. Exactly. Are you guys already started? Uh, have you started shooting the episodes? Not yet, but we have started writing. The writing process has started, and uh, we'll start shooting in a few weeks. But uh, we got some exciting shows. I'm really happy about my episode, and uh, and uh, we just we got some big surprises for the audience. Just like Unsung, the same with Unsung. We just started season four, and uh, we just picked up three new shows. Uh, I think Atlantic Star, Ray Parker Jr. Nice. Um, I forget who the third person is. But, hey, uh, we would love to be on one of those talking about some of those people also, because we know our history, and you know. We just want to be involved. So we'll see you in September. <laughs> For sure. Keep and that fridge on full. We do studio audience also. So when you shoot, we love that girl. You know, we love oh, the... good. We need laughers. We need people to laugh. You know, hey, especially if, you, if, if it's funny, we want you to make it really funny. So. Oh, absolutely. You know. I can do the Tom Willis laugh. I have a laugh-a-meter. I have a laugh-a-meter. Laugh you pay by laugh-a-meter how, how far I go up. We need to have one of you, just, if you don't mind, since you're very, very open, just... When you laugh, we may need you at some point to actually roll out of your seat and roll about six feet and then roll back. To oh, that's nothing. That's nothing. We'll get that on camera. That's called a stuntman stunt charge. Yeah, that's, that's stunts. That. See, that's, that's called stunts. a stuntman charge. You, you, you do extra, stunts, too. It is stunts, so it's a little extra money. But I got my cane. We got you. Yeah. All right, that's what we're talking about. Well, listen, man, everybody, <laughs> make sure you support Mike Jockway. Tell them tell the site for the, for the TV and the web series and, and your web series, series that you is, got. Uh, the web series is a w, the web series festival www.lawebfest.com wherever at the end of March 2012 if you have a web series submit it we're open to everybody you have a shot if it's good uh, you have a shot the other one is uh, my web series is who which is at www.ajakwaytv a-j-a-k-w-e ajakwaytv.com or on your phone it's www.ajakwaytv dot com slash mobile and that's a-j-a-k-w-e TV. definitely thank you very much for being on the program and, and, and supporting we appreciate that and we wish you continued success thank you fellas I appreciate you having me on I'm honored to be on your show you guys could have got anybody on the show and you asked me and I'm very grateful absolutely same here brother definitely and we'll see you from tip up in September yes you will alright have a good night brother Alright, man. It's Thermal Sound Waves, a natural alternative to fast food radio. Thermal Sound Waves, y'all. They hot.